following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Blowing out of the backfield, exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Now, your host, Nate Newton. Kurt Daniels, and Shannon Gross. Guess who's back? Yes, sir. Guess who's back? Nate! Shannon Gross. What's up, baby? What's up, man? I missed your face, man. Man, I miss yours too, brother. And I, I'm loving this hat. I'm, hey, I wish we could just put it on for a second. I know. Well, I'll do it in a minute. Yeah, yeah. We got to introduce okay. Kurt. Oh, oh, man. Wow. Rodis, what's happening, my man? <laughs> Not much, boys. How are you? Good. Good to be with <laughs> you guys. Thank, you for, com- good. thank yeah. you for coming on the show. So, yeah. we're Kurt, Kurt's not joining us out here at camp, which is unfortunate, but we'll see him when we get back to the star. But right. Broadus has agreed until we start getting players on in a couple of days sure. to sit in for at least half the show. And if we Absolutely, have, yeah. If we have a good time, maybe he'll stay for the whole oh, show. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. You, guys so, are, you guys have a good yeah. show, so yeah. I'm, all, I'm all about that. Appreciate that, man. So, to the hat. Before we get yeah, going, yeah, I, I want to hear about Stetson the USA. Panama Jack, yeah. baby. So Stetson was nice enough to provide us with some hats. Brought us got the cowboy hat. I might, I'll have mine out here. I'm, I've got it. Yep. I'm going to wear it at practice that one day. Is here. Sweet, yeah, I was going to wear this on the show, but unfortunately, it won't fit over my headset. So. Yeah. But I'm wearing it up practice all day today. So thank Good. you, Stetson, for hooking Stetson. us he up. He got a daytime look and a nighttime look. That's he right. didn't want to give yeah. y'all a nighttime I'll sh- look. I'll show you tomorrow. Yeah. I'll bring it on the show tomorrow. Yeah. So. <laughs> Man, you know what? It's a unseasonably warm in Oxnard, California, but it's still not 106 degrees like it is back in Dallas. Wow. And it's football season finally again. Are you guys fired up? I'm fired up, man. Fired I'm ready. Up. Yeah. It was good to see the guys running around out there this morning. Yes. Even though it was the uh, what they call a walkthrough, but it seemed pretty spirited with the way that everybody's moving around. I was talking about on our show this morning on Talking Cowboys. Everybody's like, ah, oh, it's just a walkthrough. And I say, but you kind of get an idea where guys line up. That's that's where I kind of because you, you always want to know where a coach has a plan for a player. Mm-hmm. You know where's where's Leighton Vander Esch going to play? Where's uh, Jalen Smith going to play? Where who, who's the rotation at defensive tackle we're seeing right now? So a lot of that it's yeah it was the first day, but if you, you really can get something out of it if you pay attention to what's going on out. It's there. called details. You try. It's <laughs> our job. That's right. It's our job. Yes. I tell you what, I was really excited to see. And mm-hmm. You will probably be really excited to hear this. Connor Williams was taking reps with the first team the whole practice yeah. right yeah i think that's where i think that's where everything we we're all gonna as we mosey on through this training camp i'm sure we're gonna have some shows where we talk about these rookies you know mm-hmm. these kids and i and i and i've nate and i were talking about it at lunch shannon and you were there you were didn't, didn't had to pop on out but you know they're gonna throw these rookies into the deep end of the pool yes. and say let's go swim you know and, and that means Connor Williams, but the thing about that are they going to do that this year? Oh no, because I know that uh, gave no. Nate fits last year when it, when no, guys no, were ab- only getting twenty and thirty percent of the ab- snaps. I absolutely believe that is what's going to happen because you know they really to me they don't have a lot of choice in you know they don't they don't want to go back to okay uh, you know the Jonathan Coopers of the world and again I, I mean no offense but I, I'm just saying a lesser player playing at that left guard spot. There were some issues that they had last year. I went back and watched uh, the Kansas City game, one of the better games that the, the Cowboys played. And even at that game, that junction of the game, they were having problems at left guard. And they won the game with some good offensive balance and, and the way they were doing some things. But, yeah, Connor Williams, there, it, it, it makes it a lot easier for him. And Nate can address this because he's lived this. And, you know, when you've lived it, you can talk about it. And But when you're talking about a, a guard, a, a rookie guard, you put him in between a couple of Pro Bowl players, Woo! and that and that makes you you know if if there is uh, today I was watching a little bit of the practice. Uh, Nate will again talk about this. His step, one step he took, he he tried to he was going to try and set on the guy, and his his left foot got real wide, but and in, and he was kind of off balance. But who was there to clean up the mess? Travis Frederick kind of went right. whoop. Number seventy two just kind of slid over and took took his guy, and it kind of gave Connor Williams a chance to get back in position, but to have him and, and, and Michael Gallup and those guys out there playing right now, I, I think that's a good start for a lot of these kids. You know, and just to add on to what Brad is saying, we are better. We have not, and you don't hear me, you've never heard me say this, we are a better offensive line right now today than at any point I think that we were last year. Really? You think that? Yes, because with Marcus Martin, uh, 
Fleming. Fleming. Yeah. And this kid, Williams. We got to look as though what if something do happen to our, our left tackle? Right. We have a valuable guys. Our, guy, our guys that can fill that void. We got eight guys that can literally cover the five positions now, and we don't have to panic. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas we thought Chaz Green and we hoped Chaz Green, but as a few people around here say, yeah, hope. Yeah, hope don't hope don't help you win games. Yeah, hope you don't gotta, pay the bills. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta know. And yeah. so I, I'm with Broadus, but Broadus, I'm I'm a I'm a leapfrog real quick. Where is uh, our first round pick this year versus where Jalen is? I mean, yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Yeah, what Leighton? I'm looking out here, and I, I was kind of blocked. Running out. with the second team right yeah, now. Yeah, Leighton. That's, that's got me. Yeah, he's right there. But I, I think this is one of those things where they want to make sure that you know they've got. If you, uh, really, Jalen Smith is kind of like a new toy because you didn't have him the first year. He was a redshirt right. year. Last year, he had half a season where he was. Re- he, I thought he was really good. Mm. And now you're trying to say, okay, and the trainers, doctors will tell you 2018 was the year that, that he was going to elevate. Well, here we are, 2018. I don't think the, the coaches want to take him off the field necessarily. Now, the question was asked to Jason Garrett today in the press conference. Mm-hmm. If you listen on DallasCowboys.com, we'll have that for you every day. Shameless plug. It, 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 the, the, the situation there, he's like, no, no, there's plenty of reps. Yeah. We're, there's plenty of reps here. We're going to find – we're going you know, to get guys on the field. And, and I, I think they're going to figure out – you know, what Leighton Van Der Esch can do. I think they're going to figure out what Jalen Smith can do. Jalen Smith, matter of fact, guys, they brought him on a blitz on one of the things. Yesterday that was talked about. Jerry Jones brought up you know, Jalen Smith as a potential pass rusher, as a blitzer. Well, they got a nickel package today. And, by the way, they played a lot of nickel today yes. from what I saw because the, the receivers, what Scott Linehan did is he threw a lot of uh, 11 personnel out there with one back, three wide receivers, so they had to try and match. But yeah, it was a it was a lot of a, with I, I'm not worried about Leighton Vanderish because he was getting some reps not with the first team he was with second team reps playing the Mike linebacker Joe Thomas who they brought from Green Bay was the other linebacker that they used in the nickel and then when they played base though for Sean Lee's spot was we talked about Justin March Lillard. Yes. So they're they're trying to kind of fill where these guys are. Again, it's the first practice. It's mm-hmm. better than a walkthrough, but at least you saw what they're going to. I I just have a feeling that with Sean Lee, you know, when they when they really take Sean Lee and don't practice him as much, we'll see Leighton Vanderesh and those guys and right. Jensen, those guys get a lot more reps. Jason Garrett wasn't worried about the number of reps and and I don't think right now we should read into it. I know everybody out there in in Cowboy Nation is probably going, "Well, Brian, why would you draft somebody in the first round and not play him?" You know, to your point. Yeah. But I think Jason Garrett and them have realized though that we will find ways to get Leighton Vanderesh so, on the field. Well, we're looking at another 3 weeks of of serious work yeah. uh, and in counting preseason games. But you know what? You know Let me stop you. Yeah. You know what's so awesome about this? What? This is like Christmas Eve. <laughs> it's like we've been waiting on this day right, right. forever. And they're like, you're asking questions, and Broda starts going down this road. And like, I want to ask all these questions. Yeah. It's just like, well, I, I, ah! I, let me get yeah. to one of your other questions is I, I really kept a really close eye on Randy Gregory today. Right. And, you know, he was working over with Mike Wosick, you know, over yeah. the, the over. I the, watched uh, him a little bit, too. They do a drill called the circle drill. Where they have a Boy, big, don't a, talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it's a big hula hoop. He got, it's some, like, he got some bend to him. Well, yeah, and it was like, it was like that we talked about the first step, the explosive first step. Randy Gregory was getting low to the – he looks good physically. Looks I, really I, good, I yeah. didn't feel like Randy Gregory was undersized at all. I mean, he was wearing a long, white, dry fit shirt. You know, he's a linear-built guy, meaning up and down the way mm-hmm. he looks. I mean, he's a long-limbed as well. But he was running the circle drill, and that's kind of a drill – not kind of. That's a drill that teaches defenders to stay really low to keep their inside To bring shoulder, out the freakness yeah, in them. bring mm-hmm. the shoulder yeah. down. And, and Randy and, – And that's and, to get around the end, right, yeah, and get your yeah, shoulder yeah, underneath exactly. Them. Rob Phillips, Ambar Garcia, myself were down in that one end, and we made a point to go stand down there and just watch Randy Gregory work. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, that, that explosive first step was there, and the ability to stay low – finish the run and then work his way out of the drill and so it, it might be sooner than later uh, with Randy Gregory because uh, today you know, they used a different a lot of different rotations though with with their guys uh, you know they Coney Ely was running with the second team behind 
uh, behind uh, uh, behind uh, on the right side there. At, at, so behind Crawford, mm -hmm. uh, and then you know with Taco was running the left in, and then they were kind of working with with Armstrong and those guys as well. So. Uh, they're going to have to figure out some things with this rotation, especially on the defensive line, because, again, uh, no uh, Collins and no David Irving right now. You know, two years ago, and I was doing the, I was doing a show with Mickey, and mm -hmm. I came in, and, and it was uh, OTAs, and Randy was still with us. We was at Valley Ranch. Mm -hmm. And I said, man, and, I, and it was a long ways away, so I couldn't tell who the guy was. He just looked so athletic and yeah. so smooth. Yeah. And what Broadus just brought up is what I talked about like two years ago. Sure. I say, this guy is so athletic. I say, he's going to be something special. And for him to have been out of the league now. 18 what, months. 18 months. Yeah. And for a scout, yeah. a well-respected scout to say, Wow, man! I took time from the regular yeah. ninety guys to oh, go yeah. see one. I, I, right. I, I walked down there. My, <laughs> yeah, my interest was way high on that because I, I, I do believe, and I've said this. And I think people misunderstood me. I know a guy on Twitter yeah. and I got in a discussion this morning about it. You know, I'm not against Randy Gregory. Right. I, I think Randy Gregory is capable of playing in these preseason games and in the second half of games, right. getting a sack a game. You know, maybe two, three sacks. Uh, you know, throughout the whole training camp. And right. then I've just said that Randy Gregory is going to have to make this football team. Now, again, that's beating out Coney Ely. That's putting that's beating Ar Armstrong. That's beating out Charles Tapper. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got a situation where they have some guys that are good players, but are they proven players yet? That's where, mm -hmm. you know, Randy Gregory is a guy. And J they asked Jason Garrett about today, though. He's got to earn the trust back of his team his teammates, his coaches. coaches. Yes, sir. Talk, I talked to Marinelli after practice. Marinelli's excited about having him back. So hopefully sooner than later. I was worried, guys, to be honest with you, that the league was going to hold him up and not let him be a part of this. They were going to say, okay, in a week's time you can go be that. And mm -hmm. then, it, you know, now you've missed a week of work. I, I think this is sooner than later. May, you know, today we have a couple of practices a practice today where it's it's going to be boring because offense will be on one field, defense will be on the other. There won't be a lot going on. They'll do the same thing again tomorrow. And then Saturday, that's when you're going to see the full pad of practice of everybody coming together. So at least for a couple of days, we're going to see about where guys are lining up. Let me ask you this when it comes to Gregory. He's been yeah. out of the league that long. We saw him. He was working with the trainers mm -hmm. and the, and the, uh, the weight, weight staff. Weight yeah. staff. When do you think realistically you could possibly see him out there with, with, with the team? Yeah, I think that we you have a situation where do I think Tuesday is an off day for us. I think it's I think or it might be Monday. I got to think. I think I'm, I'm, I believe it's Tuesday. I think maybe after that off day, maybe they get him this week as far as these conditioning. It's going to be a good opportunity because there's really not a whole heck of a lot going on mm -hmm. day to day, day tomorrow, and then you know the padded practice will be on Saturday and then something on Sunday. He'll miss probably a couple, but I think it's going to be next week that we start to see, like, okay, you know, he, he's looked good in the drills. I'm sure Mike is going to go in the, the nighttime coaching meeting and say, you know, Randy Gregory's looked good. He's a, you know, he's man, I'm doing Mike's voice. I yes, grab yeah. him naked <laughs> to test this. But, yeah, I think that Mike's going to go in there and say, you know, hey, he, he's, he physically – Looks like ahead of schedule. He's been working with Greg Townsend, yes. the, uh, the former Raider that uh, Nate played against. He knows Greg is a rush end, and so that's good. Randy does not look like a guy that was over there laboring today. It, that's what that, I was. Worried I was going to say the he same thing. He didn't look like a laboring guy. He they, did not. They bring guys in for workouts, and it's their job, and they look like they're laboring. They're dying. They're yeah. dying. They're bending over. They're squirting water in their mouth. Randy Gregory was not that. He just he, kept going. He up was laughing. He, yeah. he, 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 after, yeah. pr after practice. He bounced off the field. Yeah. and, and He's and, just happy to be and, out here, and Nate. Second chance, third uh, chance, whatever uh, you want to call it. A guy for a guy to for a guy to be off eighteen months and to be laughing. Yeah. And, and just a smile. And you know what? He could have been tired. Yeah. But his enthusiasm mm -hmm. and, and that that can be He might not have thought he'd ever have another chance. Yeah. yeah you know, yeah. sometimes you just you just he walk off this field and you go, Wow, I get to play another day. You know, yeah. whereas before, you know, 18 months ago, his life was pretty bleak. Yeah. You know, we, we talk about things and the demons and things that he was having to deal with. Well, it's just amazing that you can look at a kid 18 months ago. I finished like I'm through with Randy Gregor, yeah. not not through with him as a human, right. but I'm through discussing him as a football yeah. player. 
But the last thing I remember is the hoop. It's yeah. the big hoop. Yeah. How low he was, how he was coming out of the hoop, yeah. finishing the drills, going through yeah, the bags. Yeah. And I'm saying to myself, and then for you to come back and say, wow. Yeah. That's the first thing I wanted to do. I really didn't care about Dak Prescott throwing the ball or right. anything. Yeah. Or, or you, where, know, you know what you got. How, how, yeah, right? how uh. Tavon Austin. And, and we can get into that, too, where some of these guys lined up. We saw quite a bit of that, the 11 personnel with, with Beasley. Explain 11 personnel. Yeah, one back, one tight end. Wide, multiple wide receiver, three wide receivers. And so, yeah, we saw a lot of that with, with also with Austin and then with Beasley on the field, but both playing outside. Mm-hmm. Yes. Not playing the traditional slot positions that we would think those guys with that, what those dimensions would do. Playing more of a, of, a, of a situation where they were playing on the outside, and they had Alan Hearns playing on the inside. So a lot kind of like you're kind of going, whoa, okay. But this is something that they were doing in OTAs. They were trying to get Cole Beasley on the outside. They were trying to do more with getting uh, – with getting uh, Tavon Austin on the outside too, so hopefully that just continues in the carryover. And see what this does. If if these guys turn out to be the right the route runners that we hope they can be, right now the mismatches continue. Whereas last year, and, and I think brothers agree was we could play down in situation and just lock out a guy. When they figured out that. Dez only had a certain amount of routes that he can run effectively, Very true. Very true. and they took that away. All of a sudden. Cole Beasley options were limited. I'm glad you brought that up because I want to ask you this, Broadus. Speaking of running different packages and and moving personnel around and seeing guys where you normally don't see them, with a lot of these older vets that left the team this year, does that allow, on offense specifically, Linehan to be more creative and you you don't have to play these guys? You can can open things up and do some different things now that you couldn't? It's funny that you say that because the guy you're talking about, you can play other guys. The guy's gone is going to be the Hall of Fame tight end. Right. So, you know, so – but Garrett again addressed that in his in his conference where he talks about Jason Winton played a lot of snaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, and a lot of snaps. So you've got to find ways, whether it's throw the ball to Ezekiel Elliott, whether it's uh, get the ball to Tavon Austin, Cole Beasley, however. Yeah, I think that I think that Scott Linehan, the first thing he always wants to do, guys, is run the football. And, right. and now it becomes, you know, I, I keep harking back to the Kansas City game because I wanted to see what Linehan did scheme-wise. And you did see play-action run. You did see the read option. You did see the option. You did see some creative things that kind of took Kansas City out of their game plan scheme-wise. So I'm thinking, yeah, okay, capability. Terrence Williams had a big game. Second and 15, catches a ball. He goes 26 yards on the play. Capable plays like that. I think Scott Linehan has to be more creative. I don't think they, they can – I don't think they could sit in here and say, okay, all we're going to do is try and run the football. They've got to come up with some ways to say, you know what, we can throw the football. We can throw the football downfield. We can throw screens. We saw a couple of screens yeah. today. Yes. Zeke Elliott caught a screen. Uh, you know, people were asking about that. Zeke Elliott caught a screen. Rod Smith caught a screen. Well-designed plays. I think you're going to see more stuff like that. Get people involved. Let the offensive line that's athletic move in front and make them a nightmare for people to have to deal with on the second level and into the secondary catching the ball in space. But, yes, to your question, I think you're going to see more more people uh, involved in, in certain packages, but also, though, like Garrett said again today, he goes, we got to find ways to make things work. If they don't work, then we move on from that and kind of hang our hat on things that do work. You know, and just this is how simple it is. This, to me, and, to, and maybe the broadest, and to these fans I had, this is how simple I'm going to help you be. Just with you putting Beasley outside changes a look. You you can run basically the same plays, but if he can run an effective route right. outside, right. the same with the other guy, if they can run an effective right. route, just by you putting people in different spots makes the defense say, hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. and so now you start adding plays. You start well, the Tavon, the Austins. Right. And you've now, got, yeah. yeah, you've got to figure out ways to get Cole Beasley going. I've said this a bunch on our shows. I know we've been off a month, but you want to make this offense Dak friendly, get Cole Beasley going again. You know, get Ezekiel Elliott running the football again where they can play play action. That will make Jeff Swain a better player. That will make Blake Jarwin a better player. That will make anybody that's running routes. That's the thing that I always worried about. That's why you go out and you get – Michael Gallup, because Michael Gallup can separate. Michael Gallup can run routes. Michael Gallup can make plays down the field. 
that's what you had to do. Last year, you didn't have that. You had receivers that were getting covered, staying covered. You know, and that made it very difficult on Prescott. Prescott didn't make a bunch of great throws. You know, some of the tight window throws he had to make. You know, we saw balls get clanged up in the air. You know, Terrence Williams, a ball shot off him. Des Bryant on some inside routes wasn't as good as he'd been in years past. So, yeah, I I think the fact that they could, if they could find some guys that can separate in routes, that makes uh, the throws much easier for him. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, Broadus, you going to stick with us? I will. I will. I saw something out there that I want to. I want to. See if I was seeing something different. Get your opinion on that. And then also, um, if we were going to the electric chair, what would be our last <laughs> meal? I think we're going to get into that at some point. I knew uh, that was whenever coming. we come back. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll um, explain how that happened. Yeah, really. when we come back on Hanging with the yeah. Boys. <laughs> it can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F1.5 mode and F2.4 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Oh, I am craving a Dr. Pepper. I got some soda. I asked not for soda. I asked for ice-cold, craveable Dr. Pepper. Its flavor is more one-of-a-kind than a foretold sloth with a thirst for speed. (laughs) So stop settling for soda and start demanding Dr. Pepper. I love sloths. When you crave a Dr. Pepper, nothing else will do. Grab an ice-cold 20-ounce Dr. Pepper today. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. To work this big land, you need equipment with values rooted as deep in Texas soil as you are. Like John Deere compact tractors with a six-year powertrain warranty and big features that help you work less so you have more time to do what you love. John Deere was first in the Texas fields, and we're proud to be on the field as the official ag and turf equipment of the Dallas Cowboys. Find Texas-sized deals at myjohndeerdealer.com slash football. Terms, conditions, exclusions, and warranty limitations apply. See below for details. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Back. Oxnard, California, with my guys, Nate Newton and Brian Broadus. We miss you, Kurt. Yeah, we do. Hope you're doing well. Kurt, but yeah. you know, uh, why, would you ask, why would you ask Broadus a question off air and then go on air and leave us hanging? Why? What? Which one? What? If you I asked did. him had he been, he so been I, to every stadium. I asked Broadus if he's been to every you, stadium. And all of a sudden he went to talking to you like, oh, right, yeah, we're back. back. <laughs> we're back. Yeah, so, okay, so let's. what stadiums have you not been to? Well, it's funny because we do the pre- and post-game shows now with Nate. I do right. them at the, at the Star. Mm-hmm. So I got off the uh, the travel before. Like I had not been to the new Minnesota Stadium. Mm-hmm. I had not been to Heinz Field yet. Oh, and okay. And so, yeah, and then oh. I – so, uh, those are the only two that I have not uh, I've not been to. Everything else I, I've so you've been to all the old ones. Just I've been every old one and even some some they haven't played. They still don't play like you know the RFKs and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. I've been wow. to some of those old ones, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it was something. I it was funny because I thought. Okay, I'm tired. I don't want to go, you know. And now I'm thinking, like, oh, it'd have been nice to go see Minnesota. It'd have been right. nice to go see Pittsburgh, you know. <laughs> but it worked out. I, I really do enjoy the pre and the post that we do. Mm-hmm. We, we got Spears now, right? Yeah, Marcus absolutely. Spears so, yeah. Oh, got nice. A couple LSU guys yeah. and uh, Florida and M. Radler there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, with, uh, with Lindsey Draper, Cat, you know, yeah. we, we've, got it, we've got a really good, I think, a, a good setup. And we're going right. to do something uh, – I know we got a preseason game coming up where it's a national broadcast, mm-hmm. and we're going to try some things. Do y'all up. do that in the studio at the store or out on the plaza? We do it on the we 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 do. Lindsay and I had done pregame out on the plaza, and if by the way, if we we I encourage you to come out there and see us if we do that. You know, we it's funny because they have that turf field. Uh-huh. The fathers are not afraid to throw the seven-year-old the fader out in the corner as the ball is bouncing around among our feet. <laughs> Lindsay and I have been talking, and <laughs> balls bouncing, and you know, we're getting hit by the ball and all that stuff. But yeah, out there at the star, if you want to come out there when we do the plaza stuff we usually probably we usually do it when it starts to cool off mm-hmm. 
And so that would be a good time if you want to come by and say hello. But other than that, we do it in the studio there at the start. It's just such a great setup there with that TV studio that we have yeah. there. Have you been to every stadium, Nate? Uh, no, nah, I got out a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> hey, they built a few since you, yeah, since you were going but around. You, you know what, man? Uh, I got the number one stadium. I mean, everybody else can build else, but the AT&T, yeah. iPod Stadium, I, I love it. Let me ask yeah. you this, Nate, real quick. I know you got to get some yeah. stuff on your notes. No, channel, no, go ahead. But <laughs> – <laughs> that's that's y'all show. Our show's yeah, yeah, this yeah. stuff. Yeah. This stuff. How about the, how about the how about the time that you and I were doing it in that plaza with the sun coming right. in? Yeah. It was like Nate and I were like we were on the sun. Yeah. I mean, literally, it was like the the, the they had the glass, and like it, it was me, yeah. Nate, and Dave Campo. Right, right. And it was like we, I couldn't see the monitor, and I was like sweating <laughs> through my suit. And I, mean, and I, I think at that point in time, that's when they asked Scott, I'm like, hey, any chance of having this thing Go at the inside? Star? <laughs> yeah, can we do this thing at the Star? Yeah. Because it was like a huge magnifying. Oh, you were at the plaza at the stadium. Oh, yeah, at the yeah, plaza oh, at the man. stadium. Oh, and we, those big glass and doors. We, and, uh, Nate, and I looked at Nate one and time. I was, and I was much thinner then. <laughs> I'm like, I'm still sweating. Yeah, Nate. <laughs> wow. Nate, Nate's tie was like, it was like it just ringing uh, yeah, wet. Yeah, shirt wow. and, and we're sitting there and i looked at scott i said listen if you don't change this you're gonna have some you're gonna have some casualties on <laughs> a couple, couple big men are gonna go down on the uh, on the program wow but you asked a question before we before we took this break and you didn't ask the question the right way and we was at lunch and brought us brought up yeah what would you do if you was on your last, if you was, I'm going to say last meal. Right, yeah, last meal. But, so he, the, but how did you phrase it, Broadus? I said, Shane, <laughs> am I okay to repeat that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, asked, I asked the guys. So let me em- ask, Emory was the, Emory the bus driver. Emory Tyler was involved, Let me set this too. up tell you guys. So we're eating, and, and one of the guys that we're eating lunch with that's on our marketing team, Charles out here, yeah. Yeah. was talking it's about growing guy. his own produce. Right. And Broadus was like, if you can grow tomatoes, then I'm really impressed. And he was right. talking about white tomatoes, tomatoes yeah. brain-looking tomatoes. Sweet onions. And Broadus, this is how we got to yeah. this question. Well, it got to because I was thinking of – I said, <laughs> I said, you know what, if I was going to the gas chamber <laughs> – a, BL, wow. a BLT might be my last meal. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and then Shannon goes, white or wheat bread? I said, white bread. And then he goes, he goes, mayonnaise. I go, a ton where it's just like, you know. Toasted or not? Toasted, absolutely. <laughs> so so we had these questions. Then, so Emery. Emery's Our bus driver. Emery the bus driver was, he. he's like, he was getting into it. So he goes, I'm not sitting with you guys anymore. I'm out. I'm not sitting with you guys. Talking about produce and, and produce, gas chamber. Gas chamber and all that. <laughs> but we were we were having we were having conversations about food. And that's sometimes sometimes like you say when you get these training. Yeah, like you say, your guys shows a lot of yeah. fun, a lot of talking, a lot of different things. But yeah, I, I had to ask that question. But Emory and then Nate 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 laid out on me. Oh Nate's yeah, like, yeah. Right, he pushed man. his chair back. Nate's he's like, like I'm glad I'm, I'm through eating, you know, because <laughs> he's talking about mayonnaise up the nose, and <laughs> <laughs> side of the mouth. So, <laughs> what what would your what would your last meal be? You know what? BLT? Yeah, no, I was I love BLT a lot though. Uh-huh. I, I think I would go for something that I, I I'm a big fan of like porterhouse steak, T bone steak. Yeah. I think I would go with that, and but I would go for something different. It's like instead Lord of like put, yeah, instead of like potatoes <laughs> au gratin or a twice baked potato. I would have some type of side little crawfish dish, oh, dish yeah, yeah. like crawfish etouffee. Yep, right, I would have right. like a rice with the crawfish and all the gravy. So I'd have, my, I'd have my porterhouse T-bone steak. I'd have the crawfish etouffee. I'd probably have some type of a garlic bread or something right, like some right. type of wow. bread. And then a, and then a, a, a big uh, a beer, Miller Lite, uh, you know, Dos Equis, something like that. What about dessert? Uh, dessert? Key yeah. lime pie. My favorite solid. I love key lime pie. You? What would you? What would you go out I, with? I think I would do steak for sure. Right. A big fillet. But the funny thing, can I say something on you? Can I say something? From all this time of dining with Shannon, I've learned this about Shannon. If you go out to eat with him, he will have a salad first. He will not. He will not entertain any other meal until he has the salad first, and then he goes back to get the main course. Mm. So where we show up with our grain bowls or whatever we eat at the star. Shannon will have, go have a dinner salad, and then he will think about what he wants to go eat after yeah, that. Yeah, so, I got to so get the you, nutrition so in first. The problem you're running into, they're probably not going to let you have one, and then, okay, well, Shannon, I mean, well, yeah. If it's my last meal, I, I'm foregoing the salad. <laughs> right. I'm just getting straight into the good stuff. Okay. I'm saving all the room for the food. All right, there you right. go. So I'm probably going with like a 12-ounce filet. There you go. Definitely some French fries. Probably some steak big, fries. Steak fries. Yeah, absolutely. Then I'm probably going to have some Babe's chicken tenders. Ooh. Wow. Honey mustard? No, probably just ketchup. Just ketchup. Then probably go with uh, pizza. 
some pizza. <laughs> I'm just going to mix it all up. Dessert would probably be banana pudding yeah, or, for stra- babes. or strawberry pie. Babes, yep. not bad. Banana not pudding. Bad. And then uh, and watch, probably Nick, a beer. He's about, he's about to lay like out on you here. No, 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 no. If I was in that situation, I'm <laughs> every type French fry you can get. Bake, <laughs> ball, fricassee, fried. It didn't make so no difference. So you got just a big pile of French fries? Just French fries. They're all different styles. And I love 85 potatoes. small yeah. plates of French fries. What's, what's, your, what's your favorite French fry? If you uh, had, It used to be or out of the crinkle two-pound oh, two yeah, bag. Yeah, yeah. The two-pound bag. Can you eat the whole bag? The whole bag. That's why I used to come back. To, uh, that's why I used to be in the middle of summer when like four ten. <laughs> wow! <laughs> you just put it on the tray. And I just put, bake I, it. I would fry. I would throw them into a deep fry. Oh, deep fry. And I fry them. And uh, the way I would make sure they was cooked, I'd take it out and wrap it in a napkin real quick <laughs> and pop it in my mouth. Oh, it ain't cooked. You know, yeah. keep frying them and then. <laughs> <laughs> so you that's would eat you would awesome. eat like two bag two two uh, pound two bag two pound bag yeah and that would be your meal uh, that would be it that would that and a bunch of Coors Lights Ke- ketchup <laughs> mustard just a little bit of ketchup, ketchup? I mean but it's salt and just oh man okay just French fries oh, so oh, real so quick <laughs> no one, one more question if we were in a, a competitive contest yeah co- competitive eating yep. contest right. what would you eat French fries I would eat French fries. So if like you're up against, yeah, if you're up I was against my Joey Chesswood, self. yeah, Joey Chesswood yeah. or Kobayashi. If I was my old self, it'd be French fries. Yeah, I, I do pizza. I I do crawfish. I would oh, do, yeah. I would do. I could peel. Oh, I could peel. Oh, peel. I could peel and eat. You suck the head. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I, I could I could peel and eat crawfish like really fast. Right, right, and right. So I I think that we did that the other the other yeah, year. Yeah, he was popping it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> are we doing? Are you doing gumbo this year? I didn't. Well, I didn't bring my bring my oh. pot. I'll do some gumbo before we get out of here. Okay. I'll do some gumbo. Yeah. Broadus yeah. cooks for us every year. He invites yeah. he invites all the team out yeah. and he either cooks gumbo or crawfish. Yeah. Last year we had crawfish. We had right? shrimp. 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 Yeah. He was busting up the shrimp, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah. All right. hey, let me say this right quick. French like, fries. I didn't know that about you. Broadus let his son get get filleted last night by <laughs> Brad great Shan. Brad Shan. What happened? What happened was they were talking about old school. They, so they, Bennett's out here working yeah. this Bennett's year. Bennett's right? yeah, working with the video department. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ronald so Blackwell. He's out here somewhere on the field right now, he, I'm sure. He made yeah. a mistake. And they were talking about old school He's 14 school years stuff. old. And he's 14 years old. And he brought up a Randy Moss story. That he probably had heard his dad yeah. talk about, and Brad barbecued him. <laughs> he was not even born. <laughs> and I'm like, so I was like, I'm put Brodus on the spot. You just bringing him up, right, huh? Well, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you've got to learn to if you're going to be around people. You know, mainly you want to keep your ears open, your mouth shut. Yeah, right. He learned a very valuable lesson <laughs> because because. Brad, once he started telling the story, Brad went into that mode where he folds his so, arms. Yeah. And, and he goes, you weren't even alive. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's him. And, and he goes, you can't tell the story. <laughs> You're not even alive. And Bennett's going, well, but. You're not alive. <laughs> you don't understand. You're right. not alive. <laughs> it was funny. And, and, and Bennett on the way out, on the way home, well, actually on the way home, yeah. he goes, man, Brad kicked my ass pretty good. I go, <laughs> I go, you deserved it. You, yeah. were trying to, you were trying to act like you were in 1998. Yeah, right, you weren't in right. 1998. Right, wow. Your dad was in a draft room in Philly right. trying to figure out Randy Moss. You weren't yeah. there figuring him out. <laughs> it was so funny, man. Yeah, it I, was I, so I let funny. him. I let him go. Yeah. Yeah. He's got to learn that. Yeah. yeah, you guys have my permission to kick yeah. his rear okay. time you want out. Well, the, to me, it's just because we, learn. we was learn. basically talking about, and, and Broadus was telling how he every time he had to scout a quarterback, a, a charter quarterback on the board, how he almost loses it and stuff like yeah. this. It, it was funny. Like, it yeah. was funny yesterday. We had, some, we had some good draft talk yesterday. Yeah. Good draft yeah. talk. All right, I want to ask you something. Back to football for a minute. There we go. <laughs> just sometimes for a minute. Actually, just for a minute. Some, right. Somewhat decent act. Just for a right. minute. Yeah. I saw a lot of two tight ends on the same side. Yeah, you did. Practice. You is sure that did. something new, or yeah, is that, that something they did last year? That's a lot? something they tried to do last year. That's you know when they when they go with like with the twelve personnel stuff with mm-hmm. the one back two tight ends. So you'll hear us talk about that uh, and during the shows. But yeah, uh, they 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 really did it more when they had with James Hanna mm-hmm. playing as the as the inline Y or the down guy on the line of scrimmage, and Witten as the offset or the wing. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of where. And a lot of that time it was they were trying to influence, get defenses to overplay, and then it allowed Zeke those backside cuts. So, yeah, that, that was, that's, a, that's a Hannah Witten. Now it's a Swain Jarwin mm-hmm. bit is what you see uh, with the first team that we saw today. Okay. And see so you a little more 
we got so used to looking at Whitney and Hannah too yeah. when they did that, and they yeah. did it more often than people thought. You right. Didn't you know, yeah. you just didn't recognize. Now we're looking for this team is so young. We've got three guys over 30. Yeah. And the rest, they're very young. So and you one of them is a deep a young, snapper. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they're so young. Yeah. To now, every little thing they do, they've done a lot of these things before, but every little thing they do now, is, it seems brand new. Yeah, and you it know what? Seems so what, brand new. What's super exciting to me is, you know, I hate to see some of the older guys that left leave, but to me, it's exciting that now it's it's these young guys' team. Like it's they can they can have a personality, they can be who they are, they can they can have an identity within this team. And it's exciting for me to see who's going to step up and take that role on. Who's right. going to be your locker room leader? Who's going to be your grumpy old man in the locker room? Who's going to be, you know, and, and this is going to be exciting year on and off the field to me just because it's a new cast, you right. know. And it's, it's, it's you're kind of almost, you're not starting from scratch, but in some areas it's like, okay, we've seen a little bit. Now we get to see a whole lot, you yeah. know. Yeah, I, I think that it's going to be once we get the pads on, mm-hmm. I think you'll see a guy, because we've seen a kind of a vocal guy before, and he, he probably doesn't get enough credit for how vocal he is, but he will stir it up, is Tyron Crawford. Yeah, yeah we'll, yes, we'll he see, will. We'll see some, yes, he will. We'll see some stuff in one-on-one pass rush. We'll see some stuff in team. We'll see, you know, and, and today what was really, really neat to watch was how vocal. You get Sean Lee, and, you, and you, if you don't have a practice where there's no noise, but guys are shifting and moving around, and the listen to Sean Lee go through progressions and kind of tell, all right, Jeff, Jeff, watch it, watch the, watch the wham, watch it, watch it there, you know. And, and he's talking to his guys, kind of getting them all situated. But that's one of the neat things about watching practice when you can sit out there and watch them make the adjustments. But I, I, I'm trying to find – I'm like you, Shannon. I'm trying to find out who is going to be the guy that's going to be the, the stirrer of the drink, mm-hmm. the Des Bryant, the Jason Wynn. I can't tell you how many times we did – training camp live out here Jason Witten would drop you know catch a ball right in front of us and turn and drop an f-bomb like you can't effing cover me you know that get that effing scrub off the you know and you're like okay thanks Jay. thanks Jay. <laughs> you know that kind of thing but you know there, there's gonna have to be some people that step up and be that guy on the field I, I'd keep an eye on a guy like Tyron Crawford I mean he looks good physically by yeah. the way and I, I, I think Rod Marinoni and those guys are really happy they're looking at him as a leader uh, you know, as a, as a guy that can, can come in, a veteran guy that can kind of bring some of the things that they need. Speaking of him, if if we can if we can get a guy to affect that other side, like uh, like Lawrence affects, the, uh, you know, at, from right. now, if we can get another guy, I, I was talking to Brad while I was having the discussions. If you can let him play thirty snaps or less, Tyrone Croft, yeah, how effective would he be? Yeah. Well, I think now with the with the I'm I'm interested to see with the the weight loss. It, right. it reminds me very reminiscent. I hope it has the same effect of when we saw with uh, Ron Leary. Right. Remember when Ron Leary and I know it's different positions, mm-hmm. but right. they're both in line and both offensive defensive line right. players. All of a sudden, Ron Leary went from a, a heavy set lumbering type of a guy, right? Boxy, can't move to. Like, oh, wow, athletic ability, yeah, mm-hmm. quick, second level. Whoa, Tyron Smith's not having to help him there. Cut off, right. here we go. You know, that kind of thing. I'm interested to see if the slimming down, the slimming down effect will help uh, will help uh, Crawford with his mobility, his agility, because he's got the toughness, he's got the power. I'm interested to see when in that first step, if they get, you know, he's a four-sack guy. You know, if they get six, eight sacks yeah, out of man. him at, on some rushes, you know, and I think they're going to have to play him some inside. I think that's where when the nickel, you know, because they're going to have to compensate for the loss of David Irving. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what's going to hurt them. And we a don't bit. know where Malik is going to be yeah, at in this process. Exactly. Yeah. So what's what's going on with? Uh, oh, I talked to Tyrone uh, yeah. first first day we were out here, and he said he actually wants to lose about five more pounds yeah. before we leave camp. So looks he, he looks great, man. Yeah, he, he looks really. Great. He will if you watch him. He's a he's a big. It sounds crazy. He's a big sweater. So yeah. he he will be. You know, his, his uniform will be drenched, and he'll do that. And and you know, there's there's ways of you know, hopefully nutrition and things like that. He's got a plan mm-hmm. because physically he looks good. You know, so to lose that weight, he's got to eat, have a plan to eat, and he's got to you know, he'll always be a guy that's really good in the weight room. So yeah. hopefully this will be a year where some people like where Joe and Flower Mound, or as I say, Vic and Ventura. Now since we're out in California, <laughs> where Vic and Ventura will get off his rear about because he makes. We all know how much money he makes, right. and and you should never expect him to be a, a Demarcus Lawrence sack guy. That's mm-hmm. not his game. So, you know, we'll see how it all plays out for him. Hopefully a good thing. I keep talking about defensive ends like Tapper. That's another one. I want Charles Tapper 
to be healthy for a whole training camp. I want to see him mm-hmm. and Randy Gregory and Armstrong and those guys. It's a fight to see who's getting sacks in the preseason. It's a fight to see who's getting pressure. It's a fight to see who's, you know, who's looking good you know, and going up that way. I, I want them to have a very difficult decision about the front office and coaches. I want them to have a very difficult decision on who they have to cut off this football team. I, I just don't want it to be – well, that's that. They, these guys just weren't good enough. Mm. You know, let's see some some really good competition. I, I saw Tapper, man, going in, into to the lunchroom, and hadn't saw him in a while, man. Yeah. And he got that look in his eyes, yeah. like, oh, yeah, like a look, like, man, Nate, I'm telling you, if I don't get injured, I, I'm ready. I'm finally ready. You yeah. know, he's got that hunger look in his eyes, mm-hmm. man. I'm saying, I'm and I'm feeling like you brought us. Yeah. I'm like, if these guys. And Jerry said in the State of the Union yesterday, if we can stay healthy defensively, we got some positions that's up for up for grabs. Right. And and I think they're gonna give guys a chance to prove they are. They 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 really don't have much of a choice at some spots. I think you got your starters when you talk about Crawford and right. yeah. You know, they need to figure out what's going on defensive tackle. If it's if it's Jihad Ward and Collins inside, you know today it was Jones and Jihad Ward inside and. You know, there's not a whole lot of depth there inside, and that's a big, big problem. they got more depth on the outside than they do on the inside. And I wonder if Will McClay and the personnel department are kind of, you know, scouring the waiver wire, having some guys, maybe if a guy gets cut to bring in, because that's a position if they have one more guy go down for any length of time or a few practices, boy, that could get really, really scary inside with the, the number of guys they don't have. Yeah, you brought up Malik. He didn't participate in drills today. P-U-P, Where's he at? Yeah, PUP, physically okay. unable to perform. So he can come off that list uh, any time that he's ready. So they'll probably give him a, uh, you know, go out here. Once we see him, he's walking around. Mm-hmm. We'll see him when he's with the training staff. He'll be on the cords. They'll probably have an idea. Once he's on the cords, it'll be closer to him. Uh, probably returning, but they need to get him in shape and all that. that that'll be really, really important. What's going on with uh, Kayvon? Well, Kayvon's situation is that right now that they, he's got a problem with, with dealing with his blood. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what they do with these players, and Nate can have talked to this wow. as well, the players get a physical before they come to training camp. They get a physical when they, when they report. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they go through extensive uh, EKGs, blood work. Anything that you can do, and these these trainers, Jim Maurer and Britt Brown, these guys do a great job. Doctors do a great job, and they caught something in his test where there was a problem with clotting, with blood clotting, mm. and they worried about if he took a hit that he wouldn't be able to, you know, and and, and bled that he wouldn't be able to stop it. And so that's something that they. Uh, I remember um, uh, last year there was the, the offensive tackle from Dan Skipper. Mm-hmm. If you remember Dan Skipper, yeah. the big tackle from Arkansas had a similar thing where they held him out a few practices. So right now he's here with the team. Uh, they're they're, they're going to run some more tests. they got great doctors and facilities out here in California that they can kind of figure some things out. But that's what the problem is. It's, it's, a, it's a blood clotting issue. Hopefully everything turns out okay. If not, then his career might be over. Oh, man, man. Let's take one more break, uh, pay some bills, and then when we come back, we will close out the show on Hanging with the Boys. Cowboys fans know that the second best of anything simply won't cut it, and your skincare should be no different. A longtime locker room favorite of the players and the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Dallas based Jack Black, is the number one best selling men's skincare brand in the country because we make products that help guys look, smell, and feel better. Visit slash Cowboys to get $10 off your first order of $50 or more. Jack Black, look good, smell good, feel good. Official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. 
there's still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. I definitely have an Instagram foodie thing, but the low-light camera on my new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T is getting me a whole new world of likes and shares. Baskets of bread by candlelight, colorful fruit plates in full sun, even a dimly lit Cobb salad was recently hailed as a masterpiece. Come in now and ask how to get half off the new Samsung Galaxy S9 from AT&T. AT&T, more for your thing. That's our thing. Limited time only. See store for details or att.com slash Samsung 50. Dual aperture supports F15 mode and F24 mode. Dual aperture is installed on the rear camera. Back to hanging with the boys. Back, Oxnard, California. Nate Newton, Brian Broadus on set with me. My Stetson hat, my Pepsi Max. Deja Blue. Don't worry about what's in that uh, what's in that cup with that Pepsi. Just ice, just ice. <laughs> I'm sure we can uh, figure something out here, can't we? <laughs> oh, all right. Let's 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 pose this question and both of you answer. Nate, what are you what are you most excited to watch this training camp? Just the youth, the enthusiasm. It's been a long time, brothers. You probably can. You probably had this in Green Bay, whereas I had it here in the Cowboys. But all of a sudden, we had nobody. Our old line was the oldest thing, and everybody else sure. was 27 and younger. Mm-hmm. Right. So That sounds familiar. No, these guys didn't know nobody. They didn't fear nobody. And it's like they had that college enthusiasm, like, hey, man, I'm trying to show what I can do. I don't care what the tempo is. I'm setting my own tempo. Mm-hmm. And uh, and, it, and this team took off, and it took us a minute. But once we won that game, and I don't know what game it's going to be for the Cowboys this year, but they're going to win a game, and they're going to be like, man, we can do this. And this team going to take off. I think the thing I'm looking at, guys, mm-hmm. myself, is the competition between the receivers and the cornerbacks. Because you do have some guys that are young, uh, fiery kind of competitors. When you talk about Cheeto, Jordan Lewis, you know, we'll see with Byron Jones now. Yes. He's playing a new position, so he's going to have to be aggressive. But here you got a group of receivers that have a veteran and some mix of some young guys. Who's going to get the better of the each day? Who is going to who is going to be the one one group that just if it turns into where this defensive back group and we think it's a really talented group. I do. Mm-hmm. I think it's a really talented group. If it turns into they're just kicking the receivers' butts every day, they're going to have a problem here at receiver. You know, I mean, I mean, they, they I, I'm looking for I want to see I want to see some good back and forth. I want to see some one day the DB's got the they got the, the, the best of them. Mm-hmm. The next day I want to see the receivers come out and get the best day. You know, I just want to see that kind of competition between the two groups, because like I say, I, I feel like, though, I have a little bit of a handle on what's going on in the secondary with the exception of safety. I don't. I don't have a handle on the wide receiver crew. But if some of these guys are beating some of these young DBs, if I see a, Ch- a Cheeto lining up against a Lance Lenore and Lance Lenore beating him on a route and you know winning and catching the ball and finishing, I'm going to think of a little check mark in Lance Lenore's box. You know, I just want to see these guys that way, the competition between those. Because I'm, I'm one of the guys that believes this team needs a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could put five guys and say, okay, we're going to spread this all around. <laughs> I just think, like, you need to get one, one guy that you can really kind of hang your hat on and then let the other pieces be complementary. Is that guy on this team? We'll find out. That's 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 the problem. That's mm-hmm. the pro- I, I want to believe. You know, I had someone remind me today. I'm like, you know, Alan Hearns did this, 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 and this. And he's like, yeah, but Alan Hearns was healthy and had some bad years in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. You know, and you're just like thinking, yeah, I just need Alan Hearns to be Des Bryant last year. 68 catches, 70 catches, near a thousand yards, maybe eight to ten touchdowns. That's what I need. I don't need Terrence uh, uh, Terrence Williams not catching a touchdown pass this year. If, you know, if, in fact, he's going to make the team and all that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that's a position that we need to, to focus a little bit on. I think the running game, I think the running game stuff will be fine. We've talked about the offensive line, you know, defensively. What are they going to do at tackle? I mean, it's not something to, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of really good storylines on these two fields. By the time we get done in 25 days, I think you'll have a lot of answers to what your what your team is going to look like. And, and, and hopefully that's enough. And that's where all the new defensive changes, all the new offensive changes for us, the coaches. Yeah. That 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 There's is a lot of turnover. That's that what staff. I'm saying. That is that is my biggest yeah, worry. Yeah. So because I think that with all the guys being young and enthusiastic, 
now they're at, they're at their peak where you can train them. You can say, mm-hmm. this is how we want it. You, you can build your culture now. Yep. But these coaches all have to be on the same page. Uh, you have to be let each coach be within the framework of who he is to get your to translate what your head coach and your offensive and defensive coordinators want. The, the youth does not bother me. I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. But the head, the, the the coaches that are being brought in, how do they fall in pecking order yeah. too? Yeah, a lot of new faces Once, when we yeah. were getting on the plane, Good man. Point, yeah, a lot of people I didn't recognize, yeah. players and coaches. Some of them I didn't know if they were a player or a coach. You know, it's funny though <laughs> when you have when you have a really high turnover though yeah. on our side on the dot com side. I'm kind of one of those guys that's not afraid to stir it up with like. Move from this guy. Go away from this guy. Get rid of this guy. You know, if you get rid of enough guys and they're all new, they don't know that I'm the get rid of you guy. (laughs) (laughs) So it kind of buys you. I I can write some of those stories like, oh, so-and-so did a poor job today. And then they they haven't figured, you know, some of those guys like the guy now it's in Washington, uh, Orlando Skandrick, he and I used to just butt heads all the time. And so it's funny when I finally said this, said, hey, bro, I will outlast you. And he, he's like, oh, yeah? And so sure enough, so so now I get these new guys in here. They don't quite know my story yet. Right, you know, right. I don't know I'm going to be the critical eye right. that I am. So what, Someone that just physically that when I saw him up close, I was like, wow. Yeah. Bo Scarborough. Yes, yeah. sir. Huge. Yeah. He's built like a linebacker. Yeah. That's a big dude. What can we expect yeah, out of him? they tried to force him there, and he didn't go. Really, he is a big man. You know, it, it was it was very. It, I should say this when we were doing the draft show, mm-hmm. it wasn't surprising, but we didn't. We mentioned his name very little. Mm-hmm. We, there were other running backs that we were we were thinking more guys that were uh, like every down backs. We were thinking runner, blocker, catcher backs. You know, there were a couple of them in that draft, and you got to the sixth, the fifth, sixth, seventh round, and you're like. So when Bo Scarborough was picked, we all as a collective group, Hellman, Dane Brugler, Jeff Cavanaugh, and Kevin Turner, we all went, oh. So it was like, he was like, yes, Bo Scarborough, yes. You know, yeah. because it, it, we, and now you, you say, well, what are the Cowboys trying to do? Mm-hmm. They're trying to run the football. You know, they're trying, to, they're trying to be a physical team. And when you watch Bo Scarborough at Alabama, that's what you get. You get a physical back. And I, I guarantee you in the preseason – He's going to get second half, maybe second quarter games. He's going to be the guy primarily carrying the football. You know, Mike White's going to be handing it to him. Cooper Rush is going to be handing it to him. You know, he's going to be the guy. And so I think it's up to him. Now, everybody, you know, and I've been one of these guys that's kind of said this about Scar- Bo Scarborough. He needs to play special teams, right? He does. Well, he was on early in pre-practice this morning. He was playing with the second team punt team at the right wing. So, okay, they're trying to get him incorporated early. But if we remember also last year, I need to ask Jason Garrett this question. Last year we saw them where they had some running backs that weren't special teams players but were on the 46-man roster. And that would be, you know, if you uh, – Alfred Morris mm-hmm. would be the – you know, and then oh. even, even you know, you look at uh, McFadden, you know. Yeah. They, they, those guys were not special teams players but were on the game day 46. So has their attitude changed – about both about potentially about a Bo Scarborough. Does Bo Scarborough have to be the third back, and then and but play special teams, or can he be the third back and not play a special team? I, I think, mean, that can you afford to carry a guy on your forty-six with him not playing special teams? We'll see, but I think the whole deal has changed now because last year we had linebackers, not yeah, not that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah Jalen Smith. I think their mindset is like. Let's go back to the traditional. If you're a third down back, if you're a third, if you're our third back, and you want to be on this active roster, you got to be more than just a third down back. Right. Uh, and we'll see as time go on. But you feel better as a player if you have a part in what you're doing on game day. Right. You just feel better if you're just standing over there. Everybody hooping and hollering, and you make a great special team play. But you're just standing over there waiting to hope that two – not hope, but, you know, two guys go down yeah. before you get a chance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you're on the special teams or two or three of the special teams, now you get in and have See, a chance this, to impact this, the yeah, game. This contributing. Is, yeah. yeah, this yeah. is where I think Trey Williams – I said that this morning on our show. This is where I think Trey Williams might have a little bit of an advantage over Bo Scarborough. Right. Different type of a body of a player – 
but similar type of running styles, you know, downhill, get to the hole, be physical, finish. See, that's where I think that if – because Trey Williams, I know, can play special teams. And if he shows up as a better special teams player with all things being equal, will the Cowboys protect their draft and keep Bo Scarborough on the 53 and let Trey Williams go? If we had Trey Williams on this show and made him stand up, would people be able to see him? No, probably not. But but I tell you what, he is a rock. You could strike matches yeah. on him. You know, <laughs> I mean, he's but right. yeah, but that's what I'm saying. He could do a lot of things for you on special teams. And I have a feeling he's going to get that opportunity. And if he shows up, he's going to be another guy they're going to hand the ball to in the second half of these preseason. games. So when you say playing special teams, you're, you're saying kick return and, yeah, and kick, punt return, kick, punt, kickoff coverage, wherever you have to play, you know, be that guy. Because Jerry Jones a while ago used to say, our third back has to be a special teams player. Mm-hmm. Well, that made sense when your third back was uh, was uh, Smith, was Rod, Rod Smith, because mm-hmm. right. Rod Smith could play all the positions. Right. So, have they, you know, have they changed their philosophy again? That's why I need to ask Garrett if there's a change because that if because if Bo Scarborough is not good enough on special teams, will will he still make the team? Yeah. You know, that's what we got to think about. We talked about earlier um, unfamiliar faces on the plane out here few familiar faces that are now on the coaching staff. We've got former Cowboys, yeah. Andre Gerard, right. George Selvey, yep. helping out, and Philip uh, Tanner. Tanner, yeah, OPT. I was so funny because Philip and I, when he was a player, my it's funny because Bennett, the first, Bennett used to be the kid reporter, mm-hmm. and Shannon used to set that up and, and work on that, and Bennett was kid reporter, and the first player he ever interviewed was Philip Tanner. Yep. So here was Bennett sitting next to me on the plane. Philip Tanner was one row, one seat in front of me, and it was kind of surreal in a way. But, yeah, Philip was working as a high school coach at the DISD for Kimball, quit that job. He's now the assistant to the special teams coach here, you know, and he was out there coaching him up today. One of my favorite players, Andre Gerard, working. Andre has been one of those guys that he was a center, a, a Pro Bowl center. Right. Now working with defensive line just to kind of get a little bit of a different idea about some things. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of really, you know, these guys, these former players, when they get into that profession, they, they, they realize it's a lot of long hours, mm-hmm. a lot of work, whether it's scouting or in coaching. But it's good to see these guys out here yeah. get that taste. Who works and the they, longer hours? Scout, scouts or coaches? Well, scouts are gone longer. You know, you mm-hmm. might be gone if you're a scout, if you're an area scout and you've got the southwest part of the country, you might be gone, you know, maybe 200 days a year. Where coaches, a lot of the times, coaches' hours are get in at 6 in the morning and not leave till 9, 10 o'clock at night. So those are long, long, long days, but both groups work extremely hard. Let me ask you this. I just thought of this. So you got those three guys that are that are here that are just kind of starting in their coaching right. career. Then you've got Colombo. Yeah. you got Coach Garrett. Right. And you've got, uh, there's one more. Uh, well, Leon, well, Lett. yeah, Leon. Lett. Is, Greg Jackson was a player too with the yes, New York he Giants. He was a teammate of mine at LSU. Okay, yeah. So Greg and I was were teammates together at LSU and coached the secondary. He was a former player. And then you look at uh, you look at the the, the new secondary. How about that wide receiver guy? Is I don't think Lyle played. I don't think Miles is Miles out here. No, he is not. Right. I think Miles moved on to other things. Miles right. Austin. But is it uncommon for that many? I know a lot of coaches are former, you know, pro players. But is it uncommon for that many? coaches to come back to their former teams and coach is that the unusual Raiders used for? to be it really if, yeah if you are a Raider Fred Bolitnikoff yeah, Raider, Raider, Raider for life shell yeah yeah they, wow. they, 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 yeah, they at one point Willie Brown Willie, Willie Brown uh, yeah. yeah I mean at one point it's like yeah you look at a Hall of Fame coaches and I'm like Tom Flores yeah you can't win a game <laughs> <laughs> well you know that's the thing about it is it yeah it, I don't think it's unusual I just think that the NFL, there's now with the way the coaching staffs, it used to be when I first started in 1992, coaching staffs were a lot smaller. Right. And now we've got to where you have 25, 28 yeah. guys as uh, as coaches. So that's, uh, the staffs have expanded. There's assistance to the assistants, which is uh, which is something completely right. new. And then you have quality control, which is the assistant yeah. to the assistants to, to the, the assistants. Assistant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, Ben Bloom. Ben Bloom is a linebacker coach, uh-huh. basically was – uh, you know, he came in with Rob Ryan and was uh, quality control, quality control, took that away. And then he went from almost being out on the street to now he's your linebacker's coach. Yeah. So 
sometimes good breaks happen for yep. you. Yeah. Well, man, we're out of time. This was awesome. Nate, it's so good to see that beautiful face of yours. I'm yeah. so excited Panama for this Jack. season. Panama so excited. Broadus, thank you for thank coming you, on the show. You're thank coming you. back tomorrow, right? I will yeah. be back tomorrow. How about that? All right, don't, yeah. t don't kill the yeah, set. Yeah, don't kill the set. All right, Kent, thanks for pushing all the buttons over there. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We will be back tomorrow from Oxnard. We'll get to watch some football this afternoon. See you tomorrow and hang with the boys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. Hey!